What is up, my son? Let's summarize my Andrew Knobs. In this video, we're going to talk about ZMA, one of the most common testosterone boosters or compounds used to optimize testosterone, lower prolactin, optimize sleep quality. We're going to see how effective it really is and for who it is effective for. Let's dive in. This is the article I wrote about it. Link will be in the description if you want to check it out. Highly encourage you to go back and reread this because there's a lot of good stuff in it. All right, right? So um, ZMA has been shown to increase your testosterone by 32.5%. Who doesn't want that? That is a good boost, right? Now, ZMA is a very common supplement. It's found in, I don't know, at least 90% of all testosterone boosters out there. So if you don't know, ZMA is a combination of zinc, magnesium, and vitamin B6 in specific forms, right? So the, the zinc is zinc, methionine, and aspartate. The magnesium is magnesium aspartate. And then vitamin B6 is just usually like... Um, the pyridoxine hydrochloride form. Nothing special there. And in terms of doses, it's usually 30 milligrams of uh, zinc, 450 milligrams of magnesium, and I think 10 milligrams of vitamin B6. So I would say it's like a good combination. So let's quickly run through the individual ingredients. So zinc, magnesium, and B6 has been shown to increase testosterone. Let's just quickly run through it. So a zinc deficiency can lower luteinizing hormone testosterone concentrations by 36 percent and 68 percent respectively so you can get a big drop in testosterone if you're zinc deficient it could dramatically increase estradiol levels and lower the testosterone to estrogen ratio it can increase estrogen receptors by 57 percent it reduces androgen receptors by 41 percent and drastically lowers dht so as you can see massive reduction in androgens and a decrease in androgen sensitivity increase the estrogens and increase the estrogen sensitivity makes you like very very soy boy we don't have enough zinc so also a daily zinc intake of 5 to 6 milligrams is enough to drop your testosterone in 300 nanogram per deciliter range. So right, so most vegans and elderly people eat in that range, which is most likely why they have low testosterone. And then supplementing zinc can double your testosterone over 6 months. These people were given 30 milligrams of zinc for 6 months and it doubled their testosterone. And then, um, but I do want to point out that you know, stop the zinc madness because zinc can increase testosterone only when you have a mild to severe deficiency. But when you have enough zinc from the diet, zinc supplementation is not going to do anything, right? So this is why I'm always emphasizing food and you don't even need to use a supplement. And on the contrary, when you use too much zinc, it can cause imbalance with your copper and it can actually start to inhibit tyrosine hydroxylase and lower your dopamine. So magnesium, there is a positive correlation between magnesium and testosterone. The more magnesium you have, the more testosterone you will have. Obviously, to an extent, if you overdose on magnesium, that's also not going to be good. And magnesium has been shown to be extremely important for increasing ATP, which is like what some people might consider our energy currency. And there's, again, a positive correlation between ATP and testosterone. The more ATP you have, the higher energy state you are, the more testosterone you can have as a result. Right, I will link the article where it discuss this uh, magnesium more in detail here. So you can check it all in the article. Vitamin B6, right? So if you are deficient in vitamin B6, you can see a massive drop in testosterone. B6 sufficient, B6 deficient, right? Massive drop. So the base sources of B6, animal foods, meat, organ meat, shellfish. So there are plant foods like certain fruits and stuff that's also good sources of B6, but always make sure you create the foundation of your diet from these animal foods to get this powerful nutrients. So vitamin B6 could also help to lower excess prolactin, which can help to improve mood, physique, and sexual function. I do have an article on vitamin B6 and a video, so be sure to check that out as well. 
Now, let's specifically talk about ZMA. What effects will ZMA have on our testosterone? There are four studies looking at this. Study number one, and this is important that we're going to discuss the participants, what kind of participants were participating, and then um, basically some additional details that will like give us some insight into the results of the study. So the participants were between 18 and 50 years old, and they've been lifting weights for at least one year prior of doing the study at a frequency of three times per week. So they were, they had some exercise training experience. And then they were given ZMA PM, right? So it contained B6, magnesium, zinc, a little bit of potassium, and then a proprietary blend of mucunoprurians and sumarut. So sumarut contained the ICD steroids and mucunoprurians, the L-DOPA. So it's supposedly just helping to increase dopamine, help to lower prolactin, the sumarut for supposedly like more anabolism. So these additional ingredients shouldn't be interfering too much with the effects of ZMA. And what they did find is that there was no significant difference in the hormones tested. IGF-1, the same. Um, sorry, I mean, IGF-1 was the one that kind of like um, changed, like it's changed the most. In the placebo group, IGF-1 increased, decreased by 25 points. The ZMA group, it didn't decrease, but it increased by 0.2. But all of the other hormones, free testosterone, total testosterone, cortisol, their total testosterone to cortisol ratio, growth hormone, all of these basically exactly the same between the CMA and placebo group. No change. Why is that? I'm not exactly sure, but they were young men that were doing resistance training already at a frequency of three times a week. And maybe, possibly, their diet already contained enough zinc, magnesium, and B6. And this is why it wasn't effective. Study number two. Again, these participants were quite young, between 22 and 33, and they did regular resistance training. And they had a baseline zinc intake of 11.9 to 23 milligrams a day. So the zinc RDA is 11 milligrams, right? So they were already consuming the daily recommended allowance and more, like up to double the RDA. And then they used um, just a regular uh, ZMA. And after eight weeks, there was no significant trends in the concentrations of total testosterone. On top of that, they did a bunch of urinary hormones, testosterone, epitestosterone, DHT, like bunch of 5 off reduced metabolites and like other steroids as well, none of which significantly changed. So this was also quite a bummer, but again, it might be because they were already consuming enough zinc as is, and probably some of the other nutrients as well. And this is when ZMA is not effective. All right, then we have study number three. This was kind of like the only one has found massive changes in testosterone. So the participants were strength-trained varsity football competitive athletes. So football is like you're, you're running around more, you're sweating a lot. More. So when someone is resistant trained, they don't necessarily sweat a lot. And sweating is important because like when you sweat a lot, you're wasting out your minerals. And so the, the requirements for your minerals are much higher. So when someone is a competitive athlete, they're not just amateur athletes, they're competitive athletes. They've been training a lot, right? And um, they did a dietary record over three days showing that the average values of selected nutrients exceeded the RDA of zinc. They were consuming an average of 17 milligrams a day. Magnesium was 500, uh, 500 milligrams, 540 milligrams per day intake. And vitamin B6 was 3.6 milligrams. The RDA is 1.3. So they weren't deficient at all. They were consuming ample nutrients, supposedly. And then the zinc, the ZMA supplementation consisted of the regular ingredients. Uh, zinc levels in the body increased from 0.8 to 1.04. Magnesium increased from 19.4 to 20.6. Uh, in the previous study, one of the previous studies, ZMA supplementation didn't increase circulating zinc, whereas in this study it did. 
So this could indicate that the football players had a greater requirement for zinc than the regular jam goers, right? So as a result, the testosterone increased by 184 nanogram per deciliter. Their free testosterone increased from 130 to 100, almost 180. The IGF-1 increased from 424 to 440. So you can see in this graph, total testosterone increased quite a bit and the free testosterone also increased. So this was kind of like the only study that showed that ZMA dramatically increased their testosterone. And I think the main reason for this is because when they supplement the zinc and magnesium levels in the body dramatically increased, whereas they didn't necessarily increase in the previous groups. All right, that was study number three. Study number four, they looked at amateur football players. So the top one was professional football players at varsity. These guys were amateur football players. So maybe that was like a difference there. They were between the ages of 18 and 25 years old. And they were given um, ZMA and put in a training program consisting of two sessions a week, which involves strength training and aerobic training, presenting around 90 minutes per session. And they were eating on average 3,320 3, calories, 270 grams of protein, 55 grams of fat, and almost 500 grams of carbs. So what happened is that in the ZMA group, uh, testosterone went from 750 to 902 in the placebo group, it went from 848 to 1021. So both groups had a big increase. You can see the change in the ZMA group was 154 nanograms per deciliter. In the placebo group, it was 176. So clearly, ZMA had almost like no effect on increasing testosterone. The placebo group actually had a slightly greater increase in testosterone than the ZMA group. So it could be that they were already consuming enough zinc, magnesium, and B6. Because if you're eating 200 grams of protein, you're going to be getting enough zinc. If you're eating 500 grams of carbs, you're going to be getting enough magnesium. So big chances are that these guys were eating more than enough calories and getting those micronutrients from foods. This is why the ZMA wasn't effective at all. So in summary, of the four studies done, three didn't find a change in testosterone or other hormones. And, you know, it's, it's likely because these guys were already young, they were already active, eating enough zinc, magnesium, and B6-rich foods. So if you're one of the general population people, you're not young anymore, you're not eating the perfect diet, you're not exercising very actively, ZMA might actually be able to help you. But when it comes to supplementation, I'm not that big of a fan of supplementation because if you use, for example, zinc, it's going to displace the copper. So it's going to really alter that ratio. And when you get to a point where you're consuming too much zinc in relation to your copper, that can start to displace the iron Iron is the cofactor for tyrosine hydroxylase that creates dopamine. So it displaces the iron and inhibits tyrosine hydroxylase, which puts you in a low dopamine, more anatonic state. So it's actually common for people when they supplement very high doses of zinc for a very long period of time. Initially, they feel really good. And then over time, it's like, okay, my libido is dropping, my motivation and focus and everything's just dropping. I'm just feeling more anatonic. And this is because you're taking too much zinc in relation to your other nutrients. And so this is why I'm not really a big fan of ZMA. So I would say like, if you want to use ZMA or like a zinc supplement for three months to restore things, that's fine. But you can get more zinc from food and more other beneficial compounds from food. If you just eat oysters, red meat, and organ meat, you're going to be consuming all of these nutrients in abundance. You don't need to take a supplement. And then when you do take a supplement, the supplement isn't even going to work because your diet is fantabulous. All right, guys, hope this video was helpful. And I hope it shed light on the importance of diet, eating the right foods to fix those nutritional deficiencies. And I guess last thing that I can say is that just because you're eating or supplementing certain nutrient doesn't mean you're actually absorbing it. I've worked with a lot of clients where 
their diet is so on point, but they still have nutritional deficiencies. And it turns out they almost always have gut issues. They're not producing enough stomach acid. They're not producing enough digestive enzymes. They have some form of um, intestinal inflammation. So they're not really absorbing the nutrients despite eating a good diet or even supplementing, right? So you need to fix the gut issues to optimize your digestion so you can absorb and benefit from the nutrients. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful and I will take you to the next one. Cheers, guys.